We all have that one child, or maybe several, who is extra sensitive and intense. Emotions are bigger. Reactions are bigger. Life is just bigger with these kids, both the good and the bad. As moms, we often feel stuck in knowing how to help our extra sensitive kids, how to help ourselves navigate the ups and downs of parenting these kiddos. Welcome to Redeeming the Chaos. I'm your host, Laurie Christine. I'm an author, Bible teacher, biblical parenting coach, wife, and mom to four loud, adventurous boys. This is the podcast for moms who feel a bit frazzled and overwhelmed by the responsibility of raising boys. We know that only Christ can redeem the chaos in our homes and our hearts. So I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. So we actually have two special guests on the show today who are going to talk with us about how to parent our sensitive and intense boys. This is the first time we've actually ever had two guests simultaneously on the show, so I'm really excited to chat with these ladies. Lynn Jackson has over 25 years of experience as a pediatric occupational therapist working with children with sensory processing disorder, ADHD, OCD, ODD, and autism spectrum disorders. As a speaker, certified life coach, podcaster, and author, Lynn has helped thousands of parents learn to be peaceful, purposeful, and confident. In 2002, she and her husband, Jim, founded Connected Families, a ministry that helps parents learn to embody God's grace in the midst of family life. And then our second guest is Lydia Rex. She is a registered nurse, a trust-based relational intervention practitioner, and a parent coach to families with young kids, especially those who have sensory needs or developmental trauma. No stranger to challenges in the parenting journey, Lydia offers empathy, encouragement, and a deep commitment to walking alongside parents with the Connected Families framework. It's her joy to see God's grace healing the hearts of parents and children. Lydia and her husband, Kyle, and their two kids live in Iowa, where they enjoy homeschooling, outdoor activities, and reading lots of books. So, Lynn and Lydia, welcome to Redeeming the Chaos. Thanks. It's Thanks, Lori. I'm so excited to chat with you, ladies. I've got lots of great questions to ask you. So, we are talking about intense kids, sensitive kids. But before we dive into that topic, I want to hear just a little bit about the two of you. We had a little bit of an introduction, but Lynn, why don't you start? Tell us kind of where you are in the parenting journey ages of your kids, that kind of thing, and just a little bit about your background in working with children. Well, I have grown kids now in their 30s, two boys and a girl, and they were just a handful when we were when we were in our early journey with them. And Lydia and I laughed because I had a teacher tell us, or we had a teacher tell us that year three is like having nine. So why are you thinking about having 12 right now? <laughs> and that was literally why we didn't have more kids. And Lydia, what did what did a therapist say about your son? Oh, I had a therapist one time. I was, I was just really struggling. And I was like, I just, I, I only have the two kids and I'm struggling so much. And she's like, Lydia, you're a little boy is like three little boys. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I feel like that many days too. I look around and I'm like, 
where did all of these kids come from? I have four boys and it sometimes feels like there's at least 12 running around. And sometimes there are. Sometimes, you know, the neighbor kids come over and I'm like, that one's not mine. Where do you come from? <laughs> so yeah. Lydia, how about how about you? What's what's your family like? Where are you in the stage of parenting? Yep. So I am kind of in the thick of it. I've got a 10 and a half year old daughter and an almost eight-year-old son and a brand new puppy. So oh. that's, that's, my, <laughs> that's my family life right now. Yeah. Very fun. The puppy always, you know, that's kind of like adding five more children to the family as well. I have to say I was a little naive going into that one, but it's all good. It'll get yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about this topic of sensitive and intense kids. I'm so excited to hear from you guys. I know you each have such a wealth of information with many kids with different needs, sensory disorders, ADHD, autism, all of the things, you know, that moms would be listening and saying, oh, but you don't know my kid. They've got this, this, and this. It's like, well, no, you, you, you've experienced that. You've worked with those kinds of kids. So I know in my own family, we, among our four boys, we've dealt with ADHD, autism, borderline ODD, sensory issues, explosive anger, all of the things. And I know it's so hard sometimes for us as moms to just know how to parent when when our boys have big emotions. Like we often want to meet them at that same level of emotion and we want to get intense in their face. And it's just so hard not to get sucked into that drama. And so I can't wait to hear from Lynn and Lydia today to hear some strategies in dealing with our sensitive and intense children. So Lynn, let's start with you. We're just going to kind of go back and forth some some of the questions here and have a, a fun conversation. Tell us, Lynn, what is a sensitive and intense child? How would you describe that kind of child? What kind of struggles do they have? What does a family environment look like that has a very sensitive and intense child? Well, these kids are usually kind of high energy or very emotional, reactive, maybe even sometimes combative. They could have strong sensory sensitivities or a sensory seeker, or they may be more emotionally sensitive that just has such big feelings. But what we always say is this isn't a diagnosis. We didn't want it to be that way. Uh, It's a broad phrase, but when people hear the phrase sensitive, intense child, there are different parents that will go, oh, yeah that's my child. And so we really trust the parent's perception of, I have a child that's just a little off the typical track of how their brain and body works for them. And there was actually a study done years ago, and everyone thought that doctors knew the most about a particular child, and then therapists, and then teachers, and lowest on the totem pole was parents. But hmm. when they actually studied it, the, the order was exactly reversed. And parents have good insights into those kids that are struggling. And so that's who we made this course for, those parents that just know there's something a little off with my kiddo. They're more sensitive and tense. They react more. They're just struggling in life more. And for parents to trust that perception and get some help for their child. I'm glad you mentioned your course. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in this episode. But those of you listening thinking, oh, I just need help. Yes, you got it. I don't need you to convince me that this is my child. I need help. Help is coming. We're going to talk about it in the podcast, but then 
Lynn and Lydia have a course that we're going to talk about a little bit later too. What you guys talk about this cycle of stress that families often get stuck in, especially with these kids that have high emotions and it can be so stressful. It just kind of raises the level of stress in the whole family when one kid it has these big emotions and outbursts and things like that. Lydia, tell me about this cycle of stress and why do parents get stuck in it? Yeah. So underneath a lot of the struggles that are going on in homes where there's a sensitive and intense child and or maybe a sensitive and intense parent in the mix too. That's that's my house. I'm mm-hmm. it's me. <laughs> but there's some underlying stresses for our kids. Oftentimes that stress may be some trauma in the case of foster care, adoption, medical trauma. It may be a child that's got some learning diagnoses, ADHD, autism, may just be poor sleep. It might be a lot of the sensory sensitivities, but those underlying stresses cause a child to be in a state of chronic stress and anxiety in their brain. And then neuroplasticity means that there's going to be some changes in the brain. Their fight or flight system in response to this chronic stress, their fight or flight system grows in size. It becomes more reactive and more dominant. So these are these kiddos who they kind of flip their lid going into that fight or flight state really easily, like they got a hair trigger. So the behavior that you're going to see is more frequent anger, the anxiety, disconnection. And what the message we often get as parents is like, you got to nip that in the bud. That's not okay. You got to control your child's behavior. And so a lot of times as parents, we're ending up fighting fire with fire. We're trying to respond to our kids' outbursts in their struggles with control, with withdrawal. And it feeds into that cycle that grows negative identity. Our kids get messages that set them up for an identity of, I'm not safe. Everybody's against me. I'm a bad kid. And so it just becomes that vicious cycle of stress. Yeah. And I think that parents probably have that negative pressure of, well, you're a bad parent. If your kids are acting this way, then you are a terrible parent and you better get them under control. And then it just increases that pressure on the behalf of the parent to get your kids under control or we're all going to judge you and think that you're a terrible, terrible parent. And then that puts stress on the kids. And then, you know, I I could see how that all just goes around and around. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I want to jump in with just a thought about why this applies so specifically with boys. And I was Mm, laying in bed this morning, kind of thinking and praying about this podcast. And I, I thought it really has to do with a predisposition for threat. And the researcher Stephen Porges said there are increasing numbers of kids whose nervous systems are being retuned to a chronic state of stress. And, Mm. you know, boys have so much more ADHD and autism than girls. And I was thinking about that. And I thought, you know what? God has wired females for nurture in the family. And he's wired males with bigger, you know, stronger, quicker reactions to be more protective. And that's just like down through the millennial. That's how it was. And so... There's a a wiring for detection of threat that's part of that self-protection mechanism. So boys are more likely to have big, strong physical reactions and also to be more distractible by potential danger coming at them from the periphery. And so 
I think they more easily get triggered, but it's actually just their God-given wiring for for self for protection of their future family. <laughs> they just can't quite handle it this young age. Does that make sense? That made perfect sense. And it just reminded me of like the fight or flight yes. trigger, right. you know, when our kids are, are stimulated. And I have seen some of those studies as well where boys were wired to see things in the distance and because they're on the alert for danger. And even as babies, boys are more aware of things far away and girls are more aware of things up close, like faces, and they're more relational, but boys are more in tune to action and those kinds of things. So it is just fascinating how God created our boys unique. And and I think as moms, as females, we don't always understand that. We don't always understand that uniqueness. And so part of understanding our boys and their big emotions and their in- intensity is to understand how God created them and to, to channel that into the right the right channels and rather than just getting frustrated and stressed with <laughs> keeping everything calm and peaceful and, and those kinds of things. I was just wondering if we could get really practical here and talk about some strategies that you have seen that are effective in in dealing with these kids that are really sensitive and intense and in big emotions. What kind of strategies do you give parents for working with those kiddos? Well, it really starts with awareness of what's going on in our nervous system, because there's a, a function in the brain called emotion contagion. Some people describe it as mirror cells that reflect back and forth between our child. So there's a lot of practical strategies that parents can use to just sort of take that step back, take a breath, get low, be really aware of actually their eyebrows, because that's what communicates emotions more than a mouth. You know, if you think about some movie characters where they've, you know, they, they're they smiling at you, but their eyebrows are not friendly. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, just like take a breath, remember God's presence, raise your eyebrows, and respond to your child. I mean, that's just like this super little practical thing, but it's all about helping to communicate you're safe and you're loved, even in this rough moment. And as we connect with our children in this way, then their nervous system gets the message, okay, I don't have to be in this state of threat. I'm trying to think of the the researcher's name who said uh, the, the, the fight or flight system's immediate job is to determine if I'm dealing with a friend or a foe. Mm. And so, you know, being really aware, especially in those first few seconds when your child is escalating, you have a chance to help them realize I'm dealing with a friend right now, not a foe. And so to connect in that moment can just begin to de-escalate the situation. That's so good. I have noticed that so many times with my boys. You know, if you go flying in and you're all powered up and ready to put out this fire, mm-hmm. I see it so quickly. I see that defense go up immediately and they're just they're ready to fight. No matter what you have to say, they're ready to fight back. And it's been a challenge for my husband and I, you know, to go in with a calm heart and to go in like, okay, I'm not coming in to attack you. It's almost like approaching a a small animal. Like you don't go running in with your spear if you want to 
to have a pet rabbit, you know, <laughs> you want to approach them gently and calmly. I don't know where that came from. It's out of the blue. <laughs> but yeah, that that is that is really good. And Lynn, I hear you talking about some of the concepts from your your connected families framework, like communicating that our children are safe and loved and going and getting low. Can you just kind of give us a, a rundown of of what those those tiers are in your in your framework? Yeah, they're actually pretty well represented by the principles that we teach in the course. So, you know, it's communicating you are safe with me, you're loved no matter what, you're called and capable, and you are responsible for your actions. So we just tweak those a little bit as we're applying them to sensitive, intense kids, and we talk about connecting which is really that first level of you're safe and loved. And then coaching, which is that message of you're called and capable. But there's so much in those those two actions of connecting well and sincerely on a heart level with a child that can really begin to reverse that stress cycle and, and transform it over time into a healing cycle. But then also in the coach principle of communicating your called, you're capable. There's a purpose for this intense way that God has wired you. There's a lot that parents can do to begin to build skills in their kids to just have more flexibility and resilience in difficult situations. And so there's, whether it's you know, doing a lot of modeling and encouragement related to helping kids tune into what their bodies need to regulate and to stay more regulated throughout the day. Or if it's learning skills for conflict resolution, there's so much that we can build, not right in the heat of the moment, but at other times to equip kids to just walk in that, that greater flexibility and resilience. But there's also another piece of it that's very unique to this course, and I'll toss the ball to to Lydia on this, about preventing challenges. Yeah, so preventing those challenges would be helping to decrease some of those underlying stressors, whether that's the sensory needs, that chronic stress and anxiety. And so we'll talk about sensory strategies. We've got stuff to get really specific about bedtime, mealtime, all of that kind of stuff. And then so we're preventing some of those big challenges and we're also building skills in our kids to have that resilience and that flexibility. It's like starting with the toughest time of day and thinking, what activity would help my child be more regulated before that? You know, maybe it's we take a bike ride before dinner or we get out the hot ball or something like that where there's both big movement and fun, and then they can come to the dinner table just in such a better brain state so that there's likely to be less yelling, I wanted chicken nuggets. No, I hate this. (laughs) And more just joy at the table. So it's that kind of strategy as well as thinking through what sensory experience or activity would best help my child prepare for that tough time of day that always seems to just get us stuck. I love that you talked about preparing. A lot of times we want like a quick fix. We want 
a solution like, well, what do I do in the moment? When my child is doing this, he does this, I do this, and then it'll be fixed. (laughs) And we have to take such a big step back to look at the whole picture. I love that you mentioned getting the kids outside. You know that they're going to need to be sitting for a long time. So let's go for a bike ride and preparation. And so just that movement, the physical activity, and I think it's especially really good for boys. Boys are wired physically. They need to move. They need to be exercising. They need to be getting their energy out. And so many of their emotions are tied to physicality. It's not just, oh, I'm angry. It's I'm angry and I need to hit something or I'm angry and I need to yell at somebody or I'm angry and I need to wrestle. Like So getting some of that physicality out I think can help to to settle down the the situation and help to to prepare. And then and plus it it helps to build the relationship too. I know that's a big part of of your framework, feeling safe and loved, making those connections, making those heart-based connections with your kids so that you have that relationship to build on. So so I would like to transition a little bit and learn about this course that you guys have that you are launching very soon. It launches on March 6th and registration is open. So I am excited to hear about this. It is all about parenting intense and sensitive children. So will you ladies please share a little bit about this course, who it's for, what can our listeners gain from from this course? We said it's just for those parents that in their gut, they know they have a child that is more sensitive, intense, that's struggling. Maybe they want to avoid just going right to a first round of medication. Maybe they just want things to be more peaceful in their home. But we really feel like it's very unique in the sense that it's full of brain science about psychology, sensory function, child development, all that stuff. It's trauma sensitive. Lydia's got a strong background in that. But it's also grounded in biblical insights. And we want it to be grace-filled and shame healing. We want it to be refreshing for you. We've even included soul care resources to strengthen you for this challenging journey. So that's kind of like the big picture of it. But it's also super relatable. We have interviewed so many parents of sensitive, intense kids to get them to share their stories and insights and what they learned and how they solve different challenges. And I just found out from our producer that there are 130 different parent video clips interspersed throughout the seven sessions. So you're going to feel like these people are your friends because there's, you know, there's a number of them that just sort of appear throughout the course. And we know that having a child like this can be really isolating. And so we just want parents to feel understood, like somebody gets me and I can do this and and all those things. So what stands out to you, uh, Lydia, about it? Yeah, well, you know, when I came across Connected Families, we were we were preparing to be foster parents. And so I'm looking at the the science of development and attachment and and all of this stuff. And when I came across Connected Families, it was like, oh, this brings together God's word and the science just beautifully. And that's what we need as parents of intense kids, no matter what's behind that intensity. And so you're going to find that. And, you know, the other thing I think, too, is when we were really struggling as parents with our kiddos, everything felt so overwhelming. And our heart with this course is just like Lynn said, for parents to feel like they're not alone, to feel like they can do this, for parents to receive that grace and guidance 
so that they can pass it on to their kids. We're not here to just give you a list of things that you got to do to be the, the best parent, the kind of parent your kid needs. We're not here to put a big heavy load on parents' shoulders. We're, we're here to say, hey, there's so much grace for you. There's so much hope for your family. You can enjoy all the amazing things about this intense kiddo and learn to have a sense of humor for some of the stuff that's tough. So just so unique because it's full of all the practical stuff and then the scripture and really comprehensive too. I mean, it's almost laughable, all of the bonuses and extra stuff we have. I mean, if if Lynn has thought of it, it's in there and it's a lot of stuff. And I've been thinking about this course for five to 10 years. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so it kind of becomes... Yeah, like a library of things that you can go to for that sensitive and intense child. And whether your child has a diagnosis, you think maybe they need a diagnosis or you're just not sure, it's a place to start. So just something that is available for people to to get started with now. I personally know sometimes the wait lists are very long. The process to kind of figuring out your, your path with your child can be challenging. And we need something to help us get started as parents. And that's what we hope this can be as well. That's awesome. I love that it's not just a list of strategies. It's not just like, hey, here's what you're doing wrong as a parent. And here's how we can fix those problems. Because like you said, it can be so isolating. I mean, I've had several children, several of my kids, I would say, would fit into this category of very intense and sensitive and And when you're in the thick of it, when you're trying to figure out what's going on, it can be so isolating and you just feel like I'm the only one. Nobody else has these problems. And and also you mentioned just the shame healing, which at first I thought kind of went along with like what kids might be feeling. But I think it's probably parents that are feeling shame like, oh, my gosh, I'm a terrible parent because my child is acting this way, where I love that you are coming alongside parents and being like, hey, there is so much grace so much support here. You are not alone. You're not a horrible person because your child is struggling with this issue. So I I really love that. I think that this course is going to be so helpful. So I'm just curious, is it kind of go on at your own pace kind of course, or is it like a cohort? Like everybody starts and ends at the same time. How is the course structured? Well, it, it's av- available in a number of different forms. When it launches in March, it will be moderated. And so you can choose that option because there's just more care as you go along, more interaction, more connection, more people in the same situation as you. If you just feel like, you know, I just want to pick away at this on my own pace and I know I'll get through it, then there is a video only option. But we're going to moderate it once a year. And then we may be able to get to a point where we have some coaches leading groups, but that's still tentative and, you know, kind of off in the future. Okay. So it sounds like you can sign up. It's a like a online video course. And then if you want that extra accountability and extra help. And community. Sign up during that, the community. Yes. Yeah. Sign up during that moderated month. So, so March 6th. So how long does the moderation Last is like a month. Oh, I'm trying to remember when it ends. I think it ends before kids get out for the summer. Okay. So, so it's about mm-hmm. a month, two to three months, that kind of that kind yeah. of window. Okay. 
Very cool. Well, I am going to have a link in our show notes for our listeners. And it's actually an affiliate link. So if you would like to support my podcast, Redeeming the Chaos, I would love for you to click on that link in the show notes. Just go to lauriechristine.com forward slash 64. And that will take you to the Connected Families website where you can sign up for this course. So the name of that course is Sensitive and Intense Kids Navigating Parenting Challenges with Purpose and Hope. And you can find my affiliate link for the course in the show notes. Just go to lauriechristine.com forward slash 64. I know this is going to be an amazing resource for families. Like you said, I think Lydia, you mentioned sometimes when your kid is struggling and you're just not sure what the next step is, you're not sure. Do I pursue medication? Do I pursue counseling? Do I get therapy? And sometimes those lists, like you said, my one son who has autism, we were on a waiting list just to get him evaluated for over a year, like a year and a half. And sometimes you just need something right now. You need a solution. You need help. You need support right now. So I love that you guys are offering this course. So before we wrap up really quickly, could you each just give a final word of encouragement for our listeners, parents who are feeling overwhelmed, they're feeling stuck because of this, the behavior of this child, what encouragement do you have for that mom who's listening today? I can go first. So, you know, I think initially my goal as a parent was to to fix my kids, right? Or to or to put it better to help my kids. And the beautiful thing about having sensitive, intense kids is it has brought so much healing to my heart as I get in touch with God's grace for me and my kids. So we can be walking in just freedom to learn instead of that fear-filled urgency to get it right. I had such a strong drive to like, I need to get it right as a parent. I want my kids to be happy and loved and and healthy. And I got to do all the right things to do that. And a lot more comfortable with the messy life and the mistakes and the way that God's grace reaches out to all of us and the beautiful ways that we're learning and connecting. I just see such glimmers of absolute spectacular gifts in my kiddos. That is the most precious thing. And yeah, you know, it used to be that life was just kind of swallowed up by the struggle. There's still plenty of struggles, but we get those glimpses of what God's doing and his grace for the process. Thanks, Lydia. How about you, Lynn? Well, I just, I love the thought. It kind of builds off of Lydia's perspective that this is a long, rather slow journey. But as I share in our Grace and Truth for Moms course, we would all love the helicopter ride to the top of Perfect Parent Mountain, (laughs) where we are calm and wise all the time. And our children are calm and wise all the time. (laughs) But if we got that helicopter ride, we would lose all the intimacy with Jesus that God has for us Mm. as we walk through all the difficult time while we're holding his hand. And I can just, I mean, I feel the same as Lydia. I look back on the, the really hard parts of that journey, but it was where God met me in such a deep way. And when that interchange just begins to grow and take momentum, it's like the river of grace 
in Ezekiel that starts as a little trickle and then all of a sudden it's ankle high, knee high, waist deep, and then you can't walk through this river of healing grace. And that's the precious part is that God's grace, when we really grab hold of it, like Lydia said, and we stop being so anxious on trying to fix our child right now, and we sense his grace with us in the moment, that's powerful as it grows and grows and grows in a family. Well, Lydia and Lynn, I know that our moms are going to be so encouraged by your words today. I know that I was personally very encouraged. And So your course that is now open for registration, it's called Sensitive and Intense Kids. And then the tagline, the subtitle, Navigating Parenting Challenges with Purpose and Hope. So if that's you, mamas listening, if you are feeling like you need the support of a community, if you feel like you need that next step for your kids. You're just not sure what to do. You're not sure where where to go with him. Be sure to check out the link that I will have for you in the show notes today. As I mentioned, it's an affiliate link and you can go to lauriechristine.com forward slash 64 to find that affiliate link for sensitive and intense kids. You can also find Lydia and Lynn on their website, connectedfamilies.org. And they have all sorts of other resources and they have a podcast, they have other courses, all sorts of stuff to to help you guys out. So Lydia and Lynn, thank you so much for being with us on the show today. It has been such a pleasure having you ladies. Thanks, Laurie. Thank you. It has been our pleasure too. Mamas, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Lynn Jackson and Lydia Rex from Connected Families. I know I was so encouraged. And if you have a sensitive and intense son, I would encourage you to go and check out this course. It looks like it's going to be so good. It's called Sensitive and Intense Kids, Navigating Parenting Challenges with Purpose and hope. And please head over to my website to the show notes and click on that affiliate link. Go to lauriechristine.com forward slash 64. And you can find the link to this course. And just a quick note about affiliate links. If you're wondering, what is the big deal? Why does everyone want me to click affiliate links? I actually do not get any income directly from this podcast. This is all just something that I do because I want to encourage you and I want to invite you to join me on this journey, on this adventure of raising boys. And I'm very passionate about that. However, it is super helpful when listeners use an affiliate link because when you sign up for the course, then I get just a little bit of income from Connected Families because I sent them a new student for their course. So anyway, I would really appreciate it if you would use that affiliate link and I can't wait to hear your feedback and hear how the course affected you and your family and some of the results that you have seen as a result of using this course. And just a reminder, there are two different options. There's one that's just the video access, and then there's another option that has um, a cohort. So you can actually go through, oh, and it's March 6th through May 31st. March 6th is when the cohort starts, and then it continues through May 31st. So I think that's a really good option for somebody to walk through the material with you. You can ask questions. You can get feedback on your specific situation. 
Well, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Redeeming the Chaos. I'm your host, Laurie Christine, and you can find the show notes for this episode at lauriechristine.com forward slash 64.